Say that again. It's time to talk turkey. All right. This is a bonus podcast coming at you, Sharp Square, and we are just talking the Thursday games. And here's what I like about this, Mike. It doesn't have anything to do with the contest. This is just, uh, I mean, if you tell me before Thursday you want one of these games, it's an ultimate decision. That's one thing, and I guess technically that could happen, but uh, the contest to me, is it's been so much work. Because we're doing well, it just involves so much work that I kind of like the idea of just talking some games. Maybe we bet on them, maybe we don't, but we're going to go through each game and at least give a lean or a like on each side uh if there's any type of derivative or prop bet or anything that you happen to be looking at now would be the time to mention it but let's just get into it thursday afternoon 12:30 in detroit the lions the traditional thanksgiving team hosting the buffalo bills Detroit currently is catching nine. That is not Detroit minus nine. That, is that, it's not. It's down to nine. It's not nine and a half anymore. It could be. I looked at it this morning. Okay. It was nine in the contest this morning. All right. Um. So nine, nine and a half. Again, it's Tuesday. These lines might move some by Thursday. Mike, what are your thoughts? I know it depends on nine or nine and a half. Yeah, it really depends. Yeah, I know. Right? It depends what side I'm on. What what are you looking at here in the old Lions Bills game? I'm gonna go ahead and take take the Detroit Lions plus the points here. Um, is this a lean or a like? Uh, this is a lean. Okay. This this one is a lean. I have likes on the other two games, but this one's a lean. Um, and it, and it's really it comes down to this. So Detroit's been playing really well lately. Uh, I believe they won what three in a row, first time in in a long time, five, six, seven years, something like that, that they put three wins together. Um. And it's partly that Buffalo has not looked great the last couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on with Josh Allen's elbow. Um, they've not been pushing it down the field as much against Cleveland last week. Uh, their longest pass, uh, their longest play from scrimmage was 28 yards. Um, so they're not as explosive as they were for the first like six, seven weeks of the season. Um, and then on top of it, we take into effect everything that's happened with Buffalo this last week. So last week they were supposed to have a home game against Cleveland. We have a, like a once in a century snowstorm coming into Buffalo Um, league at the last minute decides to move this game to Detroit. All right. So Bill's players, uh, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to get out of town, get on a plane, get there. They finally make it. And to my surprise, Instead of staying in Detroit for the next three days and playing the game, they've come back home. And I'm assuming it's Thanksgiving week. You've had this major storm event. You want to be with loved ones. You want to be with friends and family. Like, I don't know. They're a very well-coached team. But I don't care how well-coached you are. The human factor comes into play there. And I think they're going to be a little bit disorganized, a little bit, you know, unfocused. They got to come back to Detroit now to play again. Could there also be a little bit of logistical information? Can, I mean, can you call the Hyatt there in Detroit and be like, Hey, 
We're, uh, you know, we're supposed to come down and stay next Wednesday. Yeah, we're just going to stay. 150 of us are going to stay there the whole week. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's sure feasible to do or not. Okay. So I don't know if it's all deciding to get let's get back home and be with our families or if maybe there's a you got to like plan more, a little more bit to my point then maybe they wanted to stay and couldn't mm-hmm. you know okay yeah. um so regardless of the reason i just think you're you're getting a a not completely focused buffalo team and a detroit team who's playing really well say what you will about their coach they play very hard for him offensively they can score points defensively we know they're not great but they have been playing better they've moved from the bottom of the league to maybe the middle of the league are you saying their defense is not trash i am saying their defense is not trash it's maybe refuse or garbage but it's not trash all right so all of that combined i think this is like this is Detroit's hey it's Thanksgiving this is our game we always get our ass kicked and on on um, you know in front of the, the entire world on Thanksgiving maybe they finally feel like they have a chance to hang and can prove something so Detroit plus nine and a half yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with the with the Lions here yeah it's interesting with Detroit you know last year they were the, they were this covering machine they covered 13 spreads Going into the year, they were a darling of a lot of wise guys, and then they're the hard knocks team, so the public starts to get on them as well. I mean, the the coaching staff and everything's entertaining. Everybody, a lot of love for Detroit, and then they started losing. And I think it's easy with team. There's certain teams in the league that once they start losing early. You just say, oh, yeah, that's what we thought. That's Detroit. Right. And like everyone casts them aside. And it's interesting. And I've been guilty of this over that this three game win streak. It's like, well, they beat Green Bay. Oh, yeah. If you look at the stats, it's a false finish. Green Bay moved the ball up and down the field. They just had three turnovers in the red zone. But then I started thinking about it. It's like, well, hold on. Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, this guy protects the ball. You can say whatever it is about him protecting his stats, but that says something for the defense. The fact that they had three red zone turnovers caused there. And then they play Chicago and you're like, oh, well, Chicago got unlucky. They threw a pick six. And look, I know Justin Fields is the MVP of the league and all according to the worldwide leader, but he's not a great passer. But hey, Detroit, the defender caught it and ran it back in. That's not that's a big defensive play. And then let's give them credit. They went and they kicked the shit out of the Giants in Jersey. I mean, they yeah. went on the road, golf two games in a row, cold weather outside it's like we we want to believe because the early sampling told us, oh, Detroit's back to being losers that they are. But now that they're playing well, you, you got to start thinking. It's like, well, this team had a lot of high expectation. Yeah. And they can play offense. I like what you mentioned about the chaos last week. Also, Buffalo next Thursday plays the Patriots. So are they off a chaotic week, all this travel back and forth? Also, early, before any of the snowstorm came out, there was like 
eight or nine guys on the injury report with an illness. They were very banged Like a lot, just a lot of chaos last week. And then you have this marquee game next week against the Patriots. Is this kind of that middle spot? But this is a like for me. Okay. I like Detroit. And here's what I will basically bring it all down to. I will pose this question to you. Are the or okay? I gotta ask you a question about Cleveland, and okay. I'll make it make sense in a minute. All right, is Cleveland four points better than the Lions? No, I don't think they're anything close to four points better than the Lions. And here's why I ask this: Last week they play in Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Cleveland is catching seven and a half points, right? Yep. So that is actually opened at eight and a half. Yeah, it's essentially a neutral site game. You could make the argument that because it's not a Detroit home game, Bills Mafia traveled. They had a little bit more of the crowd. Maybe that's worth like a half a point or something for the Bills. Yeah, if it is, you're saying that those teams are like seven on a neutral. Right. Right. So now. What would you say Detroit's home field is here? Like two, a point and a half, maybe. I I would say I I would say at least two for the Thanksgiving game. I think it bumps up for Thanksgiving, but let's also say that the fact that Buffalo is familiar with the stadium, there, you know, the locker room, the sight right. lines, you know where to get something to eat. It's an indoor track for Buffalo's offense. Let's just diminish it as much as we can and say it's worth a point and a half. So if this game were on a neutral, Detroit would be getting ten and a half, not nine. They're getting a little bit for home field. So on a neutral, Cleveland is seven, but Detroit is ten and a half? That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I, I I know I said it would add up to four. When I did this math yeah, earlier, it enough. added up to four. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. I do, yeah. I think you're paying an extra premium here on Buffalo because of the TV spot, because it's going to be a public game, and because people just refuse to believe in Detroit. I'm with you here. I like the Lions, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if by the time this game is kicking off, we're catching this game double digits because yeah. of all the steam that comes in on Buffalo. And I did check. It is nine and a half in the contest right now. Nine and a half in the contest yeah. right now. Okay, so we'll just say nine and a half is the, is the, number. Is, is the number. So so there you go. Nine and a half. Take away a point and a half for the home field at neutral sites, 11. Yep. The difference between 11 and seven, four points. It just lets me know that this line is wrong. I agree. Assuming that it was priced right last week, which the game landed almost right on the number. It landed on eight. So, I mean, what are we supposed to do other than assume that that number was correct? I would agree. All right. So that's just a lean for you. Yes. Lean for you on Detroit. This is a like for me. However, Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the Lions here. Okay, Mike's second favorite team from New Jersey, the New York Giants, traveling to Dallas to play the greatest team to ever play football. Cowboys, is this one nine? Nine. All right, Cowboys laying nine. Look ahead line in this game was seven. Mike, uh, what do you think about the old Giants? Cow- now, let me ask you this for starters. This is like 415, 430. Yeah. Where are you at 
in your day at this point? Have you already eaten the meal? No, we are we are a late Thanksgiving dinner family. What is that? What's late? Like five, four thirty-five. Okay. We're just sitting down. We're just finishing up the appetizers, cleaning up, getting ready to sit down for the meal. Okay. Probably eating about five o'clock. And what's what's a meal like? A what are we talking? A sixty-minute sit down or yeah probably lots of family in town things like that the little ones are running around you know good times the whole thing so yeah it's probably but now we'll be at my parents place we're in the we're in the dining room but the football game will be on and turned up loud down at the other end of the house. Next (laughs) question. So we can see, or at least hear what's going on, and my six-year-old will be running back and forth throughout the meal giving me updates like he does every time we're over Oh, you got a runner. Oh, I got a runner. (laughs) I got a runner. I've trained him well. That's nice. When are you going to teach him to use the sports app? (laughs) We're getting there. We're getting there. He's better with the phones than I am at this point. Sure, sure, absolutely. They grew up with him. All right, I, I got that kind of stuff out of way what are your thoughts on the actual game listen they crushed me last week but i'm going with the giants this week okay i'm taking the giants and the points and this to me sounds like a like to me yeah this is a like on the giants and this is market correction right now all right we saw dallas come out and absolutely want minnesota um they looked like world beaters whereas the giants they looked terrible got their ass kicked by detroit game Look ahead with seven. Now I'm catching nine with the Giants. I had this game at seven. I think seven is right. So I definitely see two points worth of value with the Giants. And I really think this is pure market correction. And I think what I really missed last week with the Giants game is what you said. Giants were looking ahead to this game. They weren't focused. They weren't ready. But after getting their ass kicked and Dallas now living high off the hog after routing Minnesota, an 8-1 and team at home, I definitely like the value with the Giants here. Now, one thing I will say, because I wanted to salivate seeing Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator there for the Giants, going against Kellen Moore. They're... There has at least in the past been this tendency when Moore, he's so he wants to be creative, he wants to be clever, but when he goes against these old school defensive coordinators, they've seen it all and they're on him. But I gotta give I think the Cooper Rush thing maybe benefited the OC for Dallas more than anybody because he had to simplify the offense, lean in on your run game. Take what the other team, take what works and go with that versus always trying to outthink your opponent. And and I think he's, I'm slow to come around on that, but I think it's a credit that I sort of have to give more. And, and look, the Giants are terrible against the run. They allow 5.5 yards per carry. It fits Dallas's style to run the ball, but I never trust Dallas as a big favorite TV game. And let's just go, if you just want to give basic 101 lessons on spot gambling, it's all Giants here. So you've got the Giants lose last week at home as a favorite. Right. Now... So they're mo- we know they're motivated. Absolutely. They're motivated just off the loss. And I've also heard a lot of people say, 
when you lose as a favorite at home, the best thing that can happen to you is to have a short turnaround. And get out on the road. So let's get out on the road. Let's get back on the field and play. And it doesn't really matter who it is, but what a perfect opponent. Remember, the Giants were, I think they were 4-0 and earlier in the year, facing Dallas on mm. Monday Night Football and got their first loss against a division rival. And I've heard Steve Fezzik talk a lot about this. When you lose at home in division, you are really amped to go to their place and get get one back, especially in a high-profile game like this. thought that would help with the Jets last week. It really makes the Giants a good bet-on team. And Dallas... They're the classic off a blowout win. Scored 40 or more, won by 20 or more. Like you said, they're fat and happy. This just, to me, screams Giants. It's too many points. We see the line move in this. Now, my only question is, do I want to play the Giants plus nine? Or is this a correlated parlay? The total in this game is 45. Is there any path to victory for the Giants if this thing if there's a lot of scoring in this game? I don't think there is, but at the same time, I've been proven terribly wrong this year when I doubt Dallas's offense. They right. have a lot of offensive firepower. Do I don't know if I want to mess with it as a parlay and bringing the total in totals are not my specialty sure. by any means, but I almost cannot foresee the giants keeping it within nine unless the game itself is low scoring. So that is something that I'm going to have to consider thought. look, looking into this game. All but, right, but I'm with you. I like the giants. I also might put a little piece on the money line on this game. Um, just because I think it's a perfect Perfect spot for the New York Giants. I'm with you. All right, that takes us to Thursday night. We now get a good old-fashioned Thursday night game. If you can't get the WWF Survivor Series, you know, why not? Why not add another uh, football game? And we've got the gobbledygooker himself, Kirk Cousins, (laughs) playing on Thursday night in primetime, bringing his 3-5 Thursday night record to the table. Hosting the New England Patriots. Mike, what are your thoughts on this game? Vikings laying three currently in this game as we record on Tuesday. Throw out your Kirk Cousins stats. Give me the Vikings laying the points. This is another one where, listen, last week we saw them get absolutely demolished at home. The look-ahead line in the game was three and a half. I had this game at four. Um, so I got value on the Vikings at three. And listen, I I watched that Jets Patriots game last week, you know. And the Jets have a really, really good defense. But New England has no offense. And I don't see them keeping up with Minnesota. Minnesota is gonna be highly motivated in this game, coming off that embarrassing loss last week to the to the Cowboys. Um, so I get a lot of motivation. I get a very, very talented offensive group. Um, 
I just think this is. I just think New England is outmatched in this game, um, and like you said, New England may be looking ahead a little bit to the Buffalo game next week. I wonder. You know, my thing with New England is if you just go over their box scores over the past month, they are not playing well on the offensive side of the ball. They're not. When they played the Jets in Week Eight, the Jets won the yards per play by 2.9 yards. Last week, New England won by 2.9 yards. Mac Jones uh, was something like 23 or 27. Do I have that right Well, that's now? because Zach Wilson should not be in this league. <laughs> I remember somebody saying something like that. Um, I might be a little bit. But he was like 23 or 27. He had high completion rate. He had six yards per pass. I just said to myself, where are the points? Like, where are the points for this New England team? Uh, don't get me wrong. I like that Belichick takes field goals. I really yeah. do. But last week, they went for it on a fourth down again against the Jets. They had a missed field goal. I think at a, cer- at a certain point, as much as I love the genius, I think you bring up a good point. There's only so much you can outsmart outmatched. Yes. Right? So we all know what Belichick will do in this game. I mean, I can I can picture myself in the room right now. He's showing film of Justin Jefferson, and he's saying, look, guys, somebody else on this team might beat us. Adam Thielen might have a career day, but I what's not going to happen, what I can assure you is not going to happen, we're not getting beat by this guy. Right. We'll double coverage him on every single play, He's not going to beat us. You have to beat us another way. And that is that is part of the genius, pun intended, of Belichick. He takes away what you want to do and makes you play left-handed. But if you take away Jefferson, what do you do about Thielen? What do you do about Hawkinson? What do you do about Dalvin Cook in the backfield? Like, there's only so many resources for this Patriots team are they going to completely shut Minnesota down? Now, yeah. I have a little concern. Did Dallas give a blueprint for how to play the Vikings last week? Uh, they may have, but I think you need to have Dallas's personnel to pull it off. And Dallas is supremely def- like talented on the defensive front. But New England is a very good defense as well. They're good, but they are not in the same class as Dallas. Yeah, I sort of think that this... And look, I've been anti-Minnesota all year. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't go as far as to say they're fraudulent. I just don't think they're as good as their record sure. indicates that they are. I did take them out of my contest last week and put Cincinnati in their place. Oh, well, that, that's a, that was a nice, helpful one. It was. Um, yeah, I just don't know. You know... I, I tend to want to fade Minnesota all the time. You know me. It's in Belichick I trust. But when I saw this line go from three and a half to three, I said, this is an overreaction. I, That's exactly what I'm thinking. I, you just have it. Now, I'll tell you this. If you like New England, like what's the total in this game? 25? <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, exactly. yeah, no, that's no, no, got to right. be a correlated parlay with yeah. New England. I mean, where is New England scoring points from? Um, I, I think I'd have to go with Minnesota at three here. I, I'm with you. It, it's just a lean for me, but I mean, who knows? If this game went to two and a half, I, I think I'd have to jump on the Vikings. 
but as it is, just a lean for me, but based on the number, and always, I say this all the time, when there's a team I like to bet on, and then there's a team I like to bet against, but my opinion is going the opposite way. I, I mean, I know it's not bias. Yeah. I can scratch right, bias right, exactly. off. There's something I'm seeing here that's saying Minnesota is the right side here. I still think they're a slightly overrated team. Although now that everyone has thrown their stock away after Let's go last jump week's on them. button, you know, nobody wants Minnesota. And that's when I can't wait to bet on team. All right. So we've got... So what is this? Is this a like for you? This is a like for me. So you have likes on the Vikings and the Giants. And a very strong lean on Detroit. Strong lean on Detroit. Detroit, my only like. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I like both Detroit and the Giants. Yes, we have a double like on the Giants. Double like on the Giants. Each have a like Detroit, Minnesota. (laughs) I mean... You want to play us or fade us? I don't know what to do. I would think about maybe putting a little uh, parlay both ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let me. Close. I'm sure we'll go uh, two and one. I just want to close with this, uh, and this uh, I will mention this again come playoff time. But this is just a uh, little, uh, as as Fez would say, a little behind the curtains here. Let's say it's Thanksgiving. You want to bet the games. You want to have a little bit of fun with it. And you're thinking, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to parlay all three games together. Well, what my recommendation would be, and this is only if it's feasible. It's one thing if you're going to be out doing stuff all day, if you're going to be carving turkey, if you don't think you're going to be able to place bets before every game, this doesn't apply. But if you do have time, I would recommend looking at playing a mechanical parlay. And all that means is instead of putting all three games together and making one parlay ticket, just bet on the first game. When you win, take your winnings and your initial bet, roll it all over into the second game. When you win that one, take it all again and roll it all over in the third game. Reason being is the dastardly bookies discount the win rate on parlays. So let's just say you placed a $10 parlay on all three legs here. Assuming the the VIG is minus 110 on every game, which actually on, on my bookie it is right now. So you'd bet $10 to win 60. However, if you just took $10, bet it on the first game, and did the rollover, your final payout in the third game would be $69.57. So you are in turn making almost an extra $10. You're getting closer to 7 to 1 playing it as a mechanical parlay. So if you are able to do so, a little pro tip on how to get a little bit back on the dreaded bookmakers. Great tip. Mike, you got anything else for this week? That's it. Happy Thanksgiving and happy betting.